Hi everyone, um, welcome to day, today's episode and before we get into it, I just want to preface this with acknowledging the shooting that happened earlier this week in Nashville. Um, truthfully, it's hard to have any words at this point. It has been for literally every single time this happens, which is honestly so often it's hard to even fathom um but i am definitely i feel a lot of despair and that doesn't even compare to what those who are directly impacted by the shooting are feeling i'm sure and i know that a lot of you probably feel the same i hope all of you do um if i were to have things my way guns wouldn't exist at all. I hate them. And I know that that might be unrealistic in this world, but I do think that we do need stronger gun control legislation. Um, again, if we were to ban guns, that would be amazing. But I just don't understand why it takes all of this for this to happen when we know that these weapons cause so much harm and cause death in the first place. Um, I saw the Christmas card of the uh, elected official who represents that area and I cannot believe that you would give children their own guns, um, let alone have such massive ones yourself. And I, again, I don't know too much about guns and I don't necessarily wish to know, but I just want to say that things definitely do need to change. And honestly, that feels so basic to say and so naive to say because we, it's, it should have been, it should, this should already be happening. I, I don't even know. I, I just wanted to come on here and acknowledge the tragedy that occurred and how exhausting it is to live in this society. Um, but I hope that this podcast episode can give you a little bit of space um, for the next, you know, 45 minutes, hour, whatever it is. And at the same time, I don't think that we should take the whole ignorance is bliss approach, even if this doesn't doesn't happen to you even if you're not personally affected by something like this it should you should feel it deeply we all have the privilege of having certain protections available to us and honestly this could happen to any of us any day um and i'm sure that some of you listening to this have experienced similar situations and it's terrifying and I just want you all to take a moment to breathe through this episode and then we continue the fight. Um, so yeah, uh, please enjoy the following episode. I'm still figuring out some editing stuff. Um, it's a bit confusing for me, but so it might be a little choppy here and there and you'll definitely hear some few second pauses while I'm trying to think of what to say and I know I'm a little bit all over the place with these things but I'm sure as I get more into recording I'll 
grow to be a little bit more comfortable with all of this. So yeah, lots of love to all of you and I will talk to you soon. Hi everyone. Welcome back to another podcast. This is Lots of Love with Natasha Sony. Um, I'm smiling as I'm recording this just because it's kind of fun. Like it's so exciting to do this. Uh, thank you all for the love and support that you have given me so far based on um, the first episode. And I only hope that it's going to grow from here and we're going to get into some really cool topics and conversations. Um, there are people I really want to have on the pod who I think will provide some really fresh insight, uh, as I said last week. And I just am so excited and thankful that y'all are listening, um, whether there's one of you or... 50 million, which is probably, that's just, that's a, that's a hyperbole, right? Um, I appreciate it. Um, I appreciate it more than you know. Um, so today, this is kind of an interesting topic. I think it's something that I think about a lot. And I also have this discussion a lot with other people. Um, and it's kind of hard to, I guess, verbalize sometimes because it's so literal or intuitive, but, um, I think that this will resonate with a lot of you and I'm excited also to see what it opens up, like what conversations come from this, um, with all of you and as always, um, you can leave your thoughts on Instagram at lots of love podcast and I will engage with them as much as possible. I'd love to see each of you engaging with each other. Um, not that there's a ton of you yet. I just, you know, I, I love, I love a good conversation. Um, so I want to talk about identity today and being perceived and honestly there are a lot of different directions that we could go with this um and I'm sure I'll talk about this in episodes to come like I don't think that I'll co cover every facet of it today but I just kind of want to open the doors um and maybe be a little bit of a thought provoker here for you all and for myself. Um, so I have some loose thoughts and notes written down that I've kind of collected um, ever over the past week, ever since I knew that I wanted to talk about this. And we'll just go from there and see, you know, where my mind takes me and where this takes all of us. Um, yeah, so it's really funny because I posted this the other day on my Instagram story, like maybe, I don't even know, a month or two ago. So not really the other day, but kind of a while ago. And it's from my favorite episode of Gossip Girl, which everyone laughs at me um, for this. But I think, first of all, that 
you know, I watched Gossip Girl in high school and I think that it is really um, influential for someone at that age to watch. Like, it's, it's just really influential. And I think that depending on what you take from it, like, yes, on the surface, it's very, uh, I don't know, it's very, like, trivial and these people have so much privilege and all of that, right? And their problems are so mind-blowingly weird and unrelatable in some ways but I think that there are really clever messages and honestly I think the writing is really good like if you if you were to look at the script if you if you go go back and watch one of the earlier seasons of Gossip Girl and just some of the delivery the like the line deliveries are so good um, so my favorite episode of Gossip Girl is, uh, season one, episode 13, A Thin Line Between Chuck and Nate. Um, the reason I like this episode, I mean, I, there are other ones that I love too, but the reason I like this episode is because of, I think that it's, it's really big on, like, words of affirmation, which I love. So this is the episode where Dan tells... Serena all the reasons why he loves her and I just thought it was a really cute scene and also Blair's kind of going through it in this episode as well um so at the end of the episode Blair's trying to literally flee the country because she's so embarrassed um I'm not going to give away too many spoilers just in case you haven't watched Gossip Girl but I feel like this is kind of a minor plot well I don't know. Whatever. Regardless, Blair's trying to, she like tells her mom like, please, can I go to school in France? I can't do high school here. Ah. And so she's about to literally board her private jet and jut off to France, right? And Serena is with Dan and she says her classic, I have to go line, um, which I feel like this has been really prevalent on Twitter, especially recently. But there are a ton of times in the show where Serena's always like, say, she says something really serious and then she's like, I have to go. And then she like leaves because she has to go somewhere else. And it's just funny. But regardless, she goes to track down Blair and to get her to not fly out of the country and not come back to school. Um, and Blair talks about how embarrassed she is and Obviously, she was exposed on Gossip Girl that week, and Serena looks at her and says, people don't tell you who you are, you tell them. And I love this line. I think that it's honestly very empowering, and I think it flows really nicely with the topics of today's episode. Um, so... You know, it, it kind of is pretty straightforward, right? Like, I think we always worry about what others think of us. I mean, we do. And that's kind of how you also would get anywhere in this world. I mean, even me doing this podcast and wanting people to listen to it. It's like people have to like me and like the podcast to listen to it, right? To get a job, the person interviewing you has to like you. Um, to pretty much do anything, to be in a 
romantic relationship, right? To build friendships. And it's really challenging because we, so much of this world has conditioned us, so many things, aspects of this world have conditioned us to, to worry about what others think about us or let them decide who we are, right? But I feel grounded when I look at a quote like this because why should I let someone else decide my character or decide that they know everything about me? And I think that a lot of probably people like in the celebrity space have or think about this often. Um, and it, I can see how it could be really frustrating because like even me as someone who isn't a celebrity, I have stressed so many times and still to this day stress out about how I'm being perceived, what people think of me, if this is the only interaction I've had with them, what kind of taste does that leave in that person's mouth? Um, and I think, you know, just to start us off, it might be helpful to kind of reflect to yourself um, and ask yourself if you were to meet yourself or not even that if yeah but basically if you were to meet yourself and you were talking to yourself how would you describe yourself to yourself I said yourself so many times in that take a shot every time I said yourself basically um but and you have to do this without taking into consideration other people's perceptions of you so you know we all serve certain roles in life, um, whether that be, you know, daughter, sister, student, this is my role at this company, right? Um, and, you know, if you strip all of that back, if you're not thinking about how you're serving something greater than yourself, who are you? Um, and what would you want people to truly recognize and know about who you are as a person and your character beyond putting you into all of these boxes. Um, and I think sometimes we it might be easier for us to let ourselves be placed in these boxes because then you can just abide by the lines of that box versus coming to terms with the fact that the hard truth of that if you really wanted to step outside of the box if you really wanted to make this a part of your personality or pursue this part of your you know soul or this part of your desires you could um and it's gonna shock people and it's gonna unnerve people and then again it goes back to you worrying about what other people would think of you rather than what would you think of yourself if you were the only person on this planet right and so I, I don't even know how I would answer that question because if I'm, if someone's like, tell me about yourself, I'm immediately resorting to, you know, one, where I'm from. So me being born and raised in Minnesota, right? Um, and then I'm resorting to my education and then I'm resorting to you know, if I have a certain title at that point, like a job title, or if I'm, again, my education, like if I'm a student or something, 
that's what I would focus on. And then after that, I would probably talk about some of my interests that would apply, that would still apply like in a professional space. So I talk about how much I enjoy writing, how much I enjoy music, how much I enjoy traveling, you know, like that kind of thing. Even though there's probably, well, I know there's so much more to me than that even. And, but it's like, you have to think about that first impression and people will form their opinions of you regardless of like what you say ultimately. So it is, it is definitely a challenge. Um, I think one, or one aspect that I want to focus on a lot, because I know that a lot of you listening to this are probably around my age. Um, and even if you're not, that's great. I know that some of you are, you know, a lot older, a lot younger, and that's all fine too. I think this is something that we can all relate to at, at some point in our lives. But I remember having, you know, after I graduated undergrad in 2020, and even as I started my full-time job at the time, I felt like I had sort of an identity crisis. Like, who am I when I'm not a student? Um, because I've been a student since I was four years old. And then, of course, you have, like, preschool before that, whatever, right? But, you know, sitting at the desk, like, in the classroom, I've been a student my entire life. That's all that I know, right? And all of a sudden, I don't – I can come home and I don't have homework to do. I don't have exams for which I need to study. I don't have – student group meetings or extracurricular oh my god why can't I say that extracurricular activities I just can come home I can work out eat dinner watch tv sleep and then do it all over again the next day I could literally not interact with anyone the same way that I did in school because at even even when you're in high school then even more so when you're in college, you're encountering so many people in a day. You're having so many different conversations. And of course, this was also exacerbated by the pandemic. Um, but then you just, it's like when you graduate college and you're working full time, you realize that you're like, is your purpose more than just working for this company and being a cog in the machine um and it, it can be very isolating and it can be lonely and you can feel a little lost in that time and you know shortly after that I in that year that I was working full-time I applied to grad school so again I had the identity of student it was like okay I don't need to be doing xyz because I'm a student right now and I have to study for this class or I have to take this test or I have to write this paper um but here I am again right finished my master's in December and I'm in the job application process right now um and I traveled abroad and was there for a while earlier this year like a few weeks ago literally and now I'm in that time of 
applying to jobs, defining who I am. And I think that this time has also given me the opportunity to see value in myself when I'm not obligated to literally anything in that sense. Like, I am not obligated to school. I don't have anything to turn. I don't have assignments to turn in, yada, yada. And then I also don't have... I don't have to wake up tomorrow and go to a job. I want to be able to do that soon. So again, please hire me if you're listening and you're a job hiring person. Um, but, and I, I, I believe that will happen soon uh, because, you know, I'm starting, I'm applying to places and things are starting to move a little bit more. But again, in, in the meantime, what value do I have as me, Natasha, just as a person, even if we take away the, if we take away the degree that I have, what I want to do for my career, you know, because that's only one part of me and that's only one part of all of you as well. Um, so it's, I know that the student, the transition from student to workforce is really challenging and I know that a lot of you have expressed this to me as well. I've written blog posts on it before. Um, and just know that I am right there with you. I totally get it. Um, but even if you are in the midst of something, even if you are in school, even if you are working full time, super busy, maybe take literally a minute out of your day to think about why you value yourself and who you are outside of these things, right? And outside of who you are to other people too. So yes, I am a daughter. Yes, I am a sister. Yes, I am a friend, um, etc. But who am I to myself, right? Um, and I think that I, I love having the role of one of these things. I love being caught up in these roles or like if I'm a girlfriend, for example, I love like embracing that. And that's all great. And that all makes me happy. But it's like, at the end of the day, that's dependent on another person. That's dependent on making another person happy. And I know for me, I define a lot of myself on based on the people around me, my loved ones, even people I meet for the first time, that they're happy with me, that they're happy with what I'm telling them with the energy that I give them. It's like my worth almost comes from all of that and like what they're telling me. So when I feel like someone's unhappy with me, it eats me up inside it. It rocks, it shakes up my world. And I'm like, this cannot stand. Like, why am I, again, why am I being perceived this way? I don't want them to think that this is who I am because it's not who I am etc. Um, so take a moment, do that for yourself because you owe yourself a little bit of grace as well um, and a little bit of love, of course. Um, I do want to talk a little bit here about something that I reflect a lot on from growing up. Um, obviously, growing up in a space that is predominantly white, which, you know, I, I, if you don't know this about me, I am 
uh, I am Indian, I am a woman of color, um, and I obviously a lot of most of my classmates growing up were white. A lot of my friends were white. Um, and I obviously still have a lot of white friends now. And that's all great and fine, um, obviously. But I think there would be so many times when I would be sitting with my friends. And I'm talking like K through 12, um, maybe more so middle and high school. I would ask them, like, when you first met me, did you think in your head, oh, she's Indian? Like, not in any type of way, but it's like, that's the first thing that they noticed about me. Or did they just look at me like I'm another person? And, you know, it's hard because, obviously, people who say that they don't see color, that's just a really problematic statement, especially in a world where so much racial injustice has it occurred and a lot of systems are built on racial oppression. Um, but at the same time, I was like, I guess I don't really know what answer I was searching for at that time or what I want them to say. Because it's like, do they only look at me and see, oh, she's Indian, so she's different from how I am and won't fit in the same way as other white friends or classmates would and I think a lot of us probably have some worries like that like you know making plans with friends growing up and just the way culturally the things that I could do versus what my friends could do I guess it this is of course this could be a whole other episode in itself but I think I just wanted to acknowledge the fact that a huge part of my identity is that I am Indian and I do want people to see that when they see me. Um, but how much does that influence, I guess, how they, treat, how they treat me or the comments that they make? Because I don't want that to be like their entire perception of me either, right? Like I have so much so many different aspects to me, um, so many different qualities. And a lot of me has, you know, is influenced by me being Indian, but it's also like, I like the same songs you do. I like the same TV shows you do. I am taking the same tests you are. I'm attending the same classes you are, that type of thing. And of course, microaggressions only perpetuate kind of feeling this sort of defense because I would always get the comment like oh I'm sure that you got 100% on the math test because you're Indian right and so it's of course there's there's this already huge stereotype and assumption that all Indians or just Asians in general are quote-unquote good at math but then pushing that perception onto me, which is now something that I internalize and feel like that's a part of my identity that I have to uphold and have to pursue, right? Or it's like, oh, every assuming every Indian wants to be a doctor when that's literally so far from what I want for my life. I've never wanted to be a doctor. And people making that assumption, like even now I get the assumption like, oh, 
um, are you in medical school? How's med-, med school going? And it's like, you don't, I feel like you don't know me at all. And this isn't only just from white people. This is from people within the Indian community as well. But that's how they see me. They see me as the person who's going to follow that path because they only see this aspect of me. They only see that I'm Indian or they only see that I'm related to this person, whatever it may be, right? And a huge part of that is, I think something that I think about a lot and internalize a lot as well is the fact that I... I feel a lot of, or as I grow older, um, especially when you're more, I guess, coherent or like adults are more likely to talk to you for a longer amount of time or you're coming to some big like milestone in your life, like you're applying to colleges, you're graduating high school, um, you're graduating college, etc. Um, being at family friend gatherings, like I love seeing everyone I love the community aspect but people love to make assumptions and I'm sure this happens in a lot of communities I can only speak for the Indian community but I know that so-and-so auntie is going to have a certain opinion of me based on how I look that day what I say you know what they've seen of me online what their kids are telling them and I can't control any of that right I can't control how they perceive me and that really unsettles me and then it also unsettles me more because a huge thing in the Indian community at least is the worry of what will other people think like you can't you can't show that like you can't bring your boyfriend to this function because people are going to make all these assumptions about it you're going to be the talk of the town you can't say that you have that you're struggling with this physical or mental illness because that suddenly becomes your entire brand and that's the talk of the town right and for me personally I could be like okay well that's again that's how they perceive me that's not on me and it frustrates me that they're making that assumption but that's their problem but it does affect more than me right like how I'm perceived also impacts my family, how they're perceived, how they feel, how they even perceive me, right? Um, and just goes so far beyond that. Like it becomes, it just, it almost gets out of control. So to that end, why should we be putting so much focus on these types of things? And if we can't control it, then should we just only focus on like how we define ourselves? Um, but again, this leads back to what I was saying in the beginning of to, to get the job, to get into school, to get XYZ, to get elected, to be for someone to stream your podcast. They have to have a certain perception of you that you want them to have. Right. And, People are going to ask around, like they're not only going to take like your, it's almost like your word isn't enough. Like you telling them who you are isn't enough sometimes. And I think that this depends on the role or status that you already have in society. It could depend on whether you 
are a woman or a man or a person of color or whatever it is, right? Um, but I think that we're in an age where we can finally almost reclaim ourselves. Like, I think that, you know, if we were to look a hundred years ago, it'd be, it would be very much like, oh, this person's gonna not going to associate you or will associate you based on these things, right? Associate with you. Um, but now people are starting to be more outspoken about who they are, which I love. People are embracing their identities more, which I love and I encourage um, as long as people are safe. And they should always be safe, of course. Um, but even for myself, it's like, okay, you can make the assumption that you want about me, but I'm not going to let you have it. I'm not going to let you sit there and smile, right? I'm going to show you who I am. I'm going to show you all of the things that you think that I cannot be. And I think there's a lot of power in that. And remember, this is you. Like, it's your identity. So craft it how you want, right? Um, I was even worried, you know, starting this podcast and launching it, posting about it for the first time. Like, I know that people have judgments about it. I know that. I know that's the case. And you could say all you want that you're not judging me, you know, but at least one of you listening to this probably is a little bit. And I can't do anything about that. One, because people are not going to tell you that they're judging you, you know. And then two, I mean, all I can do is prove you wrong, right? Um, and when I get more into talking about even my decision to go to London, oh my gosh, I was so worried about what people think, what boxes people were placing me in, what boxes I was breaking out of by doing this too. Because, I don't know, I think people like, people find a lot of comfort in labels and putting people in a place like, oh, I know this person from this place and this is what they do. But all of a sudden, if you say, hey, I bought a one-way ticket, I'm going to London, see you later, right? It, it, it's unnerving. Um, and I was so worried about how people's judgments about that would impact me more than instead of focusing on what I was feeling about myself. Um, and honestly, I don't, I want to let go. I think my goal in life is to ultimately let go of the idea that my opinion of myself has to be based on other people's opinions of me and who they think I am because they only know one part of me. They don't know me like I know myself. And people pick and choose the things about you that they want, right? Like someone can hyperfixate on all of the negative qualities you have, even if they're so, so small. And you can't control that, of course. But that doesn't mean that's how you have to define yourself. Like, oh, 
so-and-so says I'm like, like this, so I must be that way, right? But that's not true because you're going to hear a different opinion from everyone. Everyone's going to perceive you differently. And I think that there was also a whole movement about this in on social media, I guess. Well, I don't know if you call it a movement, but it was just a trend at the time, uh, maybe a couple of years ago, about how people were so worried about being perceived based on the way that they presented themselves online, based on their tweets, based on what they put on Instagram. And I think that we can all resonate with that to some extent. Um, but at the same time, like you're posting what you're posting because that's what you like. Like that's something about you and that's, and you could interpret it one way, but someone's going to take it and run with it in a different direction. Um, so I just want to, I want to, I, I just really want to reclaim myself and my identity and again, tell people who I am rather than letting them tell me who I am. And I encourage you all to do the same as well. It's definitely challenging, right? Because you do care about other people's opinions, like the people you love, you want them to have the best opinions of you. And I'm, the thing is, I'm sure that they will, right? That doesn't mean they're not going to hold you accountable sometimes. But at the end of the day, what matters is what you think about yourself. And I could, I'll, I'm saying this now, but that doesn't mean that that's something that I follow every single second of every day. Like, honestly, even this past weekend, I was spiraling about what other people were thinking about me, whether they like me, whether they don't like me, if I'm being a bad friend, etc. Um, but also, it's like, what is my opinion of myself? I think that I am a great friend. I think that I am a likable person. So should, shouldn't that be enough, right? Um, it's just, it's a really interesting mental battle, but I think that honestly, figuring out what you want to kind of claim about yourself, what you want to embrace is really helpful in every other aspect. Like it's gonna, it's only going to improve the interpersonal relationships that you have, and it's only going to improve how you are in the workplace, for example, um, and just in every like situation, you know, whether it, it'll improve your interactions at the grocery store, even probably, right? And so I think that level of like self introspection is really important. And it's okay to be afraid of being perceived because of that. But also don't take it to heart because people literally you can't control how they're gonna perceive you like you just cannot do that which is so frustrating especially me being someone who likes being control um me as a virgo right which is also a part of my identity that i claim a lot um it's really challenging because it's like i want everyone to think the same thing about me i want everyone to think all these you know, whatever positive things about me. But I have to accept that that's not going to be the case all the time. And that's not really any fault of my own. Like, people could like me for this reason. People could dislike me because they don't 
like that I am successful or they don't like that I'm nice. You know what I mean? Like some people just don't like people who have these positive qualities. Um, and there's nothing I can do about that, right? Like if someone doesn't like the fact that I'm nice, that doesn't mean I'm not gonna, that doesn't mean I'm gonna start being mean. Um, I'm still gonna be nice because that's what I wanna be. So I just really, this is already prompting so many questions that I have for myself and stuff that I wanna reflect on um, after I'm done recording and just throughout life in general. And I hope that it does the same for all of you. Um, and I hope that you take this little sliver of empowerment with you when people are not necessarily perceiving you in the way that you want, when people are giving you certain critiques, when people are giving you hate, when people are giving you feedback, whatever it is, that that is definitely hard. But know that you have yourself and you can find solace in who you are and be happy with who you are if you want to be. It's not someone else's job to make you happy with yourself. It's your job. So I'm just going to leave it on that for now. Um, again, there's so much of where this came from. Um, oh, one thing I actually did want to talk about too, because it was funny because I was already planning on recording this podcast and I got dinner with my friend Liv this past weekend and we kind of had a conversation that was very, uh, relevant to this, um, which it was around, it, it surrounded the idea of whether we were going to change our last names when we got married um, to our husband's last names, like whatever it is, right? And it's really hard because honestly, I don't, it doesn't thrill me to change my last name. Um, I love the last name that I have right now. And I know that if I were to pursue, if I were to be known more in any capacity if I were to run for office which I'm not saying that I will that doesn't really appeal to me at this time and I have a lot of different qualms with elected officials which we can talk about in another episode um but you know if I were to run for office if I were to be a celebrity whatever it is or even just as who I am right now I would want to keep my last name at the same time, it makes it a lot simpler to be and kind of defines you as a family unit if you all have the same last name, especially when you have kids. So, but then again, that's putting yourself like in this in this box. Like, do you then choose to prioritize your identity as a wife or as a mom over who you are and who you were before all of that? Um... So it's just interesting, too, to kind of grapple with how to maintain who you are as an individual while also, again, serving all these other roles in other people's lives. And then, of course, with the antiquated idea of changing your last name to your husband's last name when it should really be a discussion of either way, like your husband could totally take your last name. 
whatever else. And I'm talking, this is talking only about like, I'm talking about straight relationships right now. Obviously, the, it changes a lot beyond that too. Um, But I'm just talking about like the experience that both my friend and I would have and were talking about at that time. Um, So, I don't know. I, I think there's also different ways to maintain certain aspects of your identity. Like, I know that because of literally how I look, I'll always be Indian and have my Indianness within me. Um, on the other hand, if I do change my last name, how do I want to still embrace my maiden name? How do I make sure that people know that that's an important part of me as well? Um, and the idea that I have, I guess, on that note is I do want to get my last name tattooed on me. Um, like a li- like really small in cursive, um, just because I always want that to be with me because my family is really important to me and I wouldn't be where I am without them. Um, so I think that's, there's a lot of different ideas there, but, and it's an ongoing conversation to that end. Um, but I'd love to hear all of your thoughts about this. Um, I know I kind of went in different directions, which is due to a couple things. One being that I'm still getting into the swing of how to record a podcast. Um, And then two, I think, again, identity and perception and being perceived is something that could go so many different directions and I'm not even done talking about it. I'm sure that I'll be talking about it in episodes to come. I have certain, like, conversation topics that kind of relate to this with guests whom I want to have on the pod uh so it really yeah it really just goes in different directions um but I think overall my message take what I said earlier about you know reclaiming yourself what who you want to be what your identity is and putting that out there and not letting how other people perceive you define who you are instead Like, your opinion outweighs theirs, for sure. When it comes to you, 100%, your opinion of yourself is way more important because you have to spend your life with yourself. They don't have to spend every second with you. So that's that. That's where I'll leave it for this topic for now. Um, As usual, I always want to tell you what my song of the week is which this week again it's not necessarily just one specific song but um there's this ep called swarm s-w-a-r-m all in caps um and it i just discovered it i think a couple days ago and it came out earlier in march um and it's by the artist Nidja, N-I apostrophe, J-A-H, and then Kirby and Childish Gambino. And I think that it's a really fresh EP. I don't even really know how else to describe it. Other than that, I definitely added a couple of the tunes to my spring playlist. And it's just so unique and so fun. And I just think it's such a vibe. So definitely check it out because... At least on my timelines, it didn't get any noise, and I'd love to see it get some noise. Um, but 
yeah, go take a look at that. I'm sure it's on Apple Music as well or wherever you listen to your uh, music. Obviously, I found it on Spotify because that's where I listen to mine. But that being said, please, please go stream it, listen to it, let me know your thoughts. Um, and then an experience that filled me with love and joy this past week um, was I mentioned in last week's episode that I was going to go to the cities um, and stay overnight at my brother's apartment and see some friends. So this past weekend, I did do that. And one thing I will say is I really, really, really enjoy driving. I really enjoy driving alone. Um, and I really like being the one driving, even if I'm in a car with other people, partly because that also helps me not get motion sick. But regardless, I drove up to the cities and just the drive there and the drive back were so peaceful and I was able to listen to music and podcasts. Um, And then I got to see a lot of friends whom I hadn't seen in a very long time, like ranging from a few months to a year. Um, And then I also got to see my brother and hang out with him for a little bit. The time definitely wasn't with him wasn't long enough, but it was still fun. And my brother's my favorite person in this entire universe, as many of you know. And he'll definitely be on the pod at some point as well. Um, So anytime I get to see him is an amazing time. It's the best time because he's truly one of the best people I know. Um, And yeah, I just, I was able to try some good food, some good coffee. Uh, My friend Savannah and I checked out, uh, I don't know how new it is, but there's like this new coffee shop in Minneapolis called Karma with a C. And it was really good. I got a scone there, a blueberry lemon scone, I believe. And I got it heated up. It was so, 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 so good. Like probably one of the best scones I've ever had. And I don't know if it was because it was heated up, but it was just really good. And the coffee was good too. So it was really nice seeing some friends and I'm excited for the week to come, see what happens in terms of jobs and stuff like that. Um, But I... Hope that you all have had a wonderful week in the time since I last spoke to you via my pod. And I will catch you next week. Thank you so much for listening.